0: Led here with another amazing pre-Cal Jam podcast, sponsored by our great friends over at Vox Life. And Jay Dollywall stepped up the plate big time this year at Cal Jam, and we want to thank, send some thanks and appreciation. But I have a really good friend with me today, Lisa. I, you know, I don't even want to try to say your last name. I just call you Lisa O. Why don't you say everybody me? does? Yeah, it's just it's one of those names. I'm sorry, it's just. I have a hard time saying even simple names like Smith. So, as Wesby, is that close enough? Olszewski, that works. Okay, cool. You know, I don't yeah. know if I've ever even tried to say it before. That was the first time, okay? Uh, but you, I, we've got some interesting things. And again, like you even mentioned beforehand, you know, you're going to take some arrows. I take arrows all the time. I mean, just, you see, well, all you do at least is just pull them out of your back, throw them on the floor. It ain't yeah. that hard, you know? You'll get thicker skin. Uh, it's, yes. Here's the deal. We're here to help people not live a religion and uh, I understand the religion part of it because I have a very straight practice as well. I'm still in the trench, 32 years. I'm not somebody sitting on the sidelines shooting the arrows at people that are actually still doing it. Uh, But I've also always, in fact, I was big in nutrition before I was a chiropractor. In fact, that's what my initial interest was before going to chiropractic school. So, you know, the nutritionists are mad at me for doing chiropractic, and the chiropractors are mad at me for doing nutrition. So I said, "Fuck it all!" And this is what we're going to do. All right. So you have made just amazing changes with your own health. I mean, I've experienced it. I mean, really, you just kind of like blossomed as a butterfly. And not that you know you weren't that butterfly before, but I know you feel. I can just see you exude more self confidence. You're a better role model for your people, and you had struggled with uh, wait before.
1: Yeah. Yeah, to be honest, and that's what was so difficult, because I was doing everything right. I was eating paleo. I was doing a low-carb paleo plan. I was cross-fitting, and I struggled to be like a size 12 to 14. And so, like you just said, we try to be role models for our patients. So when I would tell my patients, yeah, I don't eat sugar, I felt like they were judging me, looking at me like, really, you don't eat sugar? But I was in desperate... like just trying to figure out, like, how can, how can my body's not working the way that it should be? And granted, um, there, there's all sorts of different factors that we can look at. And so I dug last year, I think, like most, re, like most researchers, most chiropractors are, we dig and we look at research. Right. And so I was looking at a lot of different podcasts, and I was already following a paleo plan, following very, like, bulletproof, doing all of that type of stuff. Sure. And so the big thing, the last couple of years that we've all heard about was intermittent fasting. And so I started doing that. And I was listening um, to all of these different bloggers who happen to be men and intermittent fasting works awesome. And I still am a huge advocate for it, but I took it to the extreme and I did it seven days a week for two months. And, um, this is me actually being really vulnerable. I'm going to share that because, again, like you saw me last year and I never let anybody know what I was going through. Yes, I lost weight with it, mm-hmm. but I also tanked my health. And so now you start seeing some of these people that will say, hey, yes, women kind of watch the amount of time that you intermittent fast, right? Seven days a week for two months was a little too long for me. I realized that. Um, I still intermittent fast. I don't do it nearly seven days a week. I do about three days on, maybe five days. I just play around with that. Sure. But not... Mm-hmm. Always in a constant state of starvation, right? You don't want to be like that. So, anyways, it totally changed everything. But in like my deepest, I was look at your like, energy
0: t- right now. I mean, this is I mean, not right. I mean, you've got you exude energy now, which oh, is thank great. You.
1: Thank you, because and so with that I had severe adrenal fatigue last year. Like with all of that, and my immune system, like one thing after another. So then, and I you was were like, getting
0: adjusted fine. through all this too. I mean, that's oh, the thing. of course. I know, I know, yes. but I, that's what I'm just saying. Sometimes you know the, the adjustment's beautiful and great, and I, I understand it resurrects people from. But sometimes you need a little bit more than just the new nutri- the chiropractic part. I mean, you can't like just get adjusted and eat freaking crap food and expect to be healthy. Healthy as you could be, and I mean. That's where I've taken the arrows that, you know, well, you know, you can eat shit food and get adjusted, and, you know, the body will sort it all out for you. Well, the thing is, the body can sort out what it's supposed to sort out, but if you give it superfoods and, and feed it intelligently and congruently to its gene expression, you're going to be at a higher level. Look at the way you are, you know? So. Oh, thank
1: you. I, yeah, so agree with that because, like, you know, I'm upper cervical, right? So patients. Will so be you're as like, straight as straight yeah. Right. People will be like, how come I'm not holding my adjustment for three or four or five months at a time? And I'm like, yeah, BJ Palmer time we did, but look at, if we're living in a bubble, and that's what I tell them, I eat 100% organic, I get adjusted regularly, but I have stress levels, and we have toxicity everywhere. Like, There's only so much like our body can adapt, but we've got to help give it good stuff. So when our patients are eating a bunch of crap food, they're never going to hold their adjustment for four or five or six months at a time, right? So that's why I even tell people not cell phones and everything else. It's affecting their posture. It's affecting all of that. So to be able to hold for months on end, it's just not, like, unless so, they're in a bubble. People would
0: hold adjustments that long in the day of BJ Palmer. I didn't know that.
1: Oh, gosh, yeah. I think that's exactly what people would – I mean, I used to work in a practice where people would hold for, like, a, a year at a time, right, and to check posture and that type of stuff. But I just see, in all honesty, cell phones. Every single person in just the 12 years I've been in practice, I know you've seen it, just everybody is anterior now. And so we're always giving them so many brain exercises and so much, you know, forward head posture, anterior head carriage exercises. So that's what, I mean, I yell at them out in my reception area when they're on their cell phone. I'm sure you yeah, do, I do this. <laughs> Exactly. Right. I can just grab their phone and they're like, oh gosh. So, but yeah, so that's what I was getting adjusted through all of this. Um, and so I, I kept digging and there was a researcher that I kept finding online that was Dominic D'Agostino. He's a PhD researcher. And in my head, when I was reading his stuff, I thought he was talking about MCT oils is what he was researching. Um, he was researching ketones. In my head, I thought it was just the MCT. So I've been using, again, MCT oils for years and all of that. And it was finally like in my deepest state, like in June, July of, of 2016, I just sat there. I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to still practice in December because I am just physically exhausted and there's other symptoms that were happening. And I um, just put a couple things together and realized what this man actually was researching was indeed MCT oils, but he was also using ketone salts. And it clicked because somebody had talked to me about some ketone salts a while before. What's a ketone salt? The ketone salts are is beta-hydroxybutyrate, right? So that's the ketone that your body produces when you're in ketosis. Okay. So I really um, was already eating a low-carb uh, paleo diet, so I just continued with that, and then I added in some exogenous ketones, and that was kind of my game changer. So um, my energy improved, I just started seeing a lot of different stuff, but I'm also that person that says, I want people to be eating clean, right? We just discovered all of that. Like, I don't want people to be raising their ketone levels while they're continuing to eat a bad diet because then Mm -hmm. that's, you know, high sugar and high ketones is never normal in the body, right? Right. That's not, that's not a normal state. So we really in our practice do a lot of, um, just, I had a class on Tuesday night and ketogenic nutrition and we kind of, we touted it ketogenic, but it's also, you know, whole 30 was a buzzword a couple years ago. Paleo was a buzzword. It's all the same thing. It's eating as our ancestors ate. Because, you know, again, you and I both have gone through James Chestnut's courses. Like, paleolithic man. It's
0: just so funny you say that because I was thinking to myself, I wonder what Jimmy C. thinks about it. Because I like, right. I brought up the whole cannabis thing with him and, you know, he wants to see the double blind studies and it's like, okay, <laughs> dude, but, I mean, when we don't have the funding and it's actually still a class one drug, that ain't going to happen. And they're doing the studies outside of the United States, but I don't want to get on that topic right now because that's what I spoke about at the map. But. Yes. What – what I mean have you talked to him about that what his opinion of – uh? I mean the whole proving – Taking the exogenous ketones? Well, and I have not talked to him. Like I I don't know. And I'm assuming he's probably
1: going to say like don't take them if your body makes them on its own. Because I hear that a lot and I get that a lot, right? That's the same thing
0: he said about Um, cannabis too. It's like, well, why is your body not making the endogenous cannabinoids? I go, well, we have a lot more stress than people used to have. I mean not only the mental stress but obviously chemical stress and a lot of structural – uh, micro trauma going on on a daily basis with people. So I don't know, but it seems to work with a lot of people.
1: Right. And I think of like vitamin D, my body makes vitamin D, you know, probably six weeks out of the year. Cause I live in Michigan good and point. it's uncovered.
0: That is a really good point. Why yeah. did I throw that at him?
1: Yeah. I don't know. So I make what, you know, my body makes vitamin D, but I take it and I, and I'm that person too. Like any of my supplements. Yeah. I do take supplements guys. Right. Like we all, I think a lot of chiropractors do. Um, I cycle all of that stuff because I just never ever want my body to adapt. So I also cycle my ketones, right? Like I'll go a month off of them and I test my ketone levels. I'm all geeky like that because I want to see what my beta-hydroxybutyrate or my BHB levels are in my blood. So I'll prick my finger and see where we're at. And I'll, I like to even see like what happens after I exercise? What does my blood sugar do? What do my ketones do? Like, okay, I just had some coffee with my MCT oils in it. How high do my ketones raise? But then – Sometimes I think people will get tied up in like, okay, we've got this level, but we also have to remember how efficient is your body in utilizing those ketones. Because sometimes people will run around and be like, I can get my numbers to this level and the other person's like, well, darn it, I can't get it there. But it's how efficient is your body in utilizing them? Like it was just hanging out in the blood. I want ketones. We know it crosses the blood brain barrier, right? There's so much research now with Alzheimer's and all types of stuff. We know they're calling Alzheimer's type three diabetes now. So, um, I want my body utilizing the ketones. So yes, I'm going to make them endogenously, right. right. but I also, if there's so many health benefits of it and I can amplify those effects, I'm going to take some exogenously. That's my thought process on it. If I took three packets at a time to really raise my levels crazy months, yeah, my body would probably say, you have sufficient stores right now, Lisa, we're not making anything more, but I'm not taking a bunch of packets at one time, Right.
0: Okay, so, so let me ask you this: You're using a product called Prove It because you were a mm-hmm. you were a vendor at Cal Jam last year. Correct? Yes. Okay. Yes. Did you guys sell a lot of stuff there last year?
1: We did. Okay. It's something I think a lot of people. Um, Prove It's been around for just two years now, wow. so they've really started this whole ketone conversation. Okay. Um, because I mean, two years ago, paleo was still a big buzzword, right? And I think keto has taken over Google search engines now for number one diet. So it's, I mean, Prove It's done a lot to just start that conversation. And they've got a lot of the researchers that are out there. Um, Dominic D'Agostino, who I spoke about, he's there talking about the research that he's doing. He all started with DARPA. What's his
0: background, know
1: Dominic? Um, he, Dominic D'Agostino is... He's one, he, he'd be really good for Cal Jam. Of course, he's a researcher. He's kind of dry. But um, I don't like he's dry. at the University... Yeah, South Florida down in Tampa. Um, he was introduced to a study ketogenic diet, um, DARPA, the Defense like um, how, what, Department of... I don't remember exactly what DARPA stands for, but he started testing ketone effects on Navy Seal, blah blah blah, Navy, Navy Seals, SEALs as they were doing their oxygen rebreathers. Because what happens going in the scuba and that type of stuff in high or low oxygen environments? So whether they were up in a plane or down under the water, they would go into seizures. And so having our elite military and then following a ketogenic diet was really strict. So the government went and said, hey, what can you guys do with this? So um, he started supplementing or started researching the supplements of this beta-hydroxybutyrate. And so that's where a lot of that research is. So that was the guy when I would just Google ketones and whatever, his was the research that I kept coming up with. And I thought he was only studying MCT, but then I put two and two together. I was like, oh, he's not only studying MCT, he's also utilizing this beta-hydroxybutyrate ketone salt. Which is what it uses. Okay.
0: What so, is the source of the beta hydroxybutyrate?
1: I don't have that information to tell you the truth, right? So that's the requirementary point. it
0: I mean, or is it made in a lab? You don't know. I don't know,
1: to be honest with you one hundred percent.
0: Um, so it's bioavailable, it's very
1: similar. The max product is very similar to the beta hydroxybutyrate that your body makes. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah, because, I bio mean, bio and and want, that like
0: way. most of the vitamins I take are food. I mean, I use a lot of standard processed stuff. Uh, okay. What else do I use? I'm taking some. I just started some nootropics from Qualia. I don't know what the source of those are either. That's a good question. But they're mostly right. just uh, herbs and uh, you know some amino yeah. acids, which I'm sure you can get from just eating meat.
1: Right. And so uh, there are some amino acids improvement products. I will tell you that, and that's the one thing I didn't realize because I know at Palmer I did a lot of amino acids way back in the day. And I didn't know that leucine, like you're probably going to gross out by this, but leucine is a lot of times made from human hair or duck feathers that they'll put out on the market. Human And what? so that's the one, human hair or duck feathers for your amino acids, for leucine. Oh, I was blown I out of the water when I learned that. that one. As
0: long as it's not, you know, some type of excrement, I'm fine with hair and feathers and stuff. That's, that's. Yeah. Yeah. So. But
1: this one, so prove it is actually, it's a vegetarian source. So it's a vegan source actually. So, um. So it's a fermented leucine. So no, I always laugh with people. I'm like, no human hair, no duck feathers in this product. And then everything is natural, the coloring. So vegetable root for like the one product is pink. So that's a lot of times people ask like, where does that come from? And it's vegetable root powder. So if you put two together, I'm assuming it's beet root powder. Oh, The coloring of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's everything, and there's no artificial sweeteners or anything like that. So they use Stevia in it. But um, anyways,
0: that was a game changer for me. That's when, like, so, my energy was. So, I mean, I'm really myself. naive to the whole product. So is it something you put in a smoothie or what, I mean? You know,
1: I do it straight water, right? I just, I use mine in water. I mix that up. It's during my intermittent fasting. I'll use it. Um, I'll do my fat coffee in the morning, and then I'll probably do some ketones at, like, 11 o'clock in the, in the morning, and then I'll just push, you know, my lunch to, like, 1 or 2 o'clock. And so that way it's just just increasing ketone levels. And sometimes I have some people that will use like a quarter of a packet,
0: Sorry. sometimes
1: they just a little bit more.
0: The phone rang.
1: Sorry. Oh, okay. So that's how I utilize it. And then I cycle, like I said, with those. So I'll take them on for a while, I'll stop them for a while. Um, You know, there is research that says it's increased absorption with, if you're taking it with some fat, so I'll add in some MCT oils. That's one of the things Pruvit just came out with was an MCT from Dr. Mary Newport. I don't know how much you know about that. Do you remember, you'll like this, how about like 2006, 2008, when all of a sudden everybody started talking about coconut oil, and for brain health, do you remember that? Yeah. I remember telling my patients about it here, and the MD across the street told my patients I was crazy and never, you know, nobody should take coconut oil. And so the, the lady that was doing this was Dr. Mary Newport. Um, she's a neonatologist and her husband and like his 50s was diagnosed with Alzheimer's. So she started feeding him coconut oil, realizing that like breast milk is high in fat. Obviously, we know that for the kids they were using and for as her as a neonatologist, those kids in ICU, they were using MCT oils for their formula in ICU. So she said that's for brain development, right? Highest amount when our brain grows is during that breastfeeding time period as an infant. So she said, what if I give my husband coconut oil? And she started seeing huge changes with that. And she started using some MCT oil. So I remember watching, you know, listening to Mercola and all that stuff at that point. Just about this doctor that was utilizing it. So she now has come What's up with What's her a name, four- Dr. Newport? Yeah, Mary Newport. Wow. Yeah. And so she now, it's a brand new, actually, it was in your baggie that I gave you at MAC, that 143 MCT oil blend. Okay. So um, that is – I have used MCT oils for years, and I loved the stuff. It's only, like, been released within the last couple of weeks. I started using it, that one in my coffee, and all of a sudden I'm getting, like, where I can just tell my body is, is functioning at a different level even, um, more so than some of the other MCTs I have been using. So, you know, there's a lot of different products that improve it, but um, that's what I love. I just have love the fact of to be able to add in MCT oils, My body that can make some ketones from that, I'm sure you understand how we take MCTs that go straight to the liver that, you know, will break into ketones at that point. Your body can make it into ketones, I should say, Um, versus other fats where your body has to go through and digest all of those things. Um, and it's I don't know the rich-
0: metabolism as well as you do. I'm going to be up front with you. I mean, okay. I haven't so, like your, it that much. Your so.
1: traditional fats, like your long chain, you are thats going to go through the whole process, going through the stomach. So when you're doing butter and those type of fats, it's different than when you do coconut oil products, okay. because those as medium chains will go directly um, to the liver, and that way your body then can utilize yeah. it for energy.
0: Cool. So is this so, something you, you get- teach in your practice then, or tell me how you have implemented into your, the clinical experience?
1: Yeah. I do a lot of nutrition classes in my practice. Definitely. I always have been. There was a whole 30 practice at one point, you know, the whole 30 nutrition plan. What's a whole 30? I don't know what that is. Whole 30. It's basically, I would tell people it was paleo on steroids. It was 30 days, clean out everything, take out all the sugar and all of that. Mm -hmm. um, And eating from nature. Um, My only thing with it, I hope I'm okay saying this. Somebody could eat 12 bananas one day and that was fine. It would still be whole 30 compliant. But you and I know eating twelve bananas in a day probably isn't going to be the best thing for your blood sugar.
0: Unless you're so, uh, fully raw, Christina, you can probably get away with it. But <laughs> but I don't know how long she's going to be able to sustain that either. But
1: I remember hearing that at cancer that you we were all like, oh my God. yeah. <laughs> so, um, so that's with whole thirty. That was right just,
0: after uh, we had the sugar impact, you know, with JJ right. Virgin.
1: To right. Out. And then it was like that and a bunch of – it was like – and that was my breakfast, right? I don't remember what else. It was a whole bunch of strawberries and all that stuff. But it would be Whole30 compliant. Mm-hmm. And so instead I've always told my patients, let's look at less than 100 grams of carbs. And typically patients will freak out. and be like, you want me to eat less than 100 grams of carbs? And they're like, really I want you to eat like less than 20, but
0: we're trying to take baby steps. So I right, do that right, with my right, patients. Right, right. I do a lot of baby And how steps. important is for people to take baby steps? I mean.
1: That's, I think, when they stick with their changes,
0: don't you think, or no? Yeah, I mean, if you try to get them on, you know, hardcore, they're going to freak out. I mean, even I freak out. I, I I did the, I did a program. I'm not going to mention the name of it, and it was hardcore, man. I mean, I did bone broth for five days, and that's all I had was bone broth for five days. And you know, Jane quit after the second day. She couldn't handle it. You know, it was just it was really. So if I can't do it. I'm guaranteeing you 99% of the people, because I'm pretty disciplined when it comes, because I, I mean, I look at my body and you've, you've used the same way as I, I want to work and see if it works on me first before I'm going to push it to other people and I want to see how my body responds to it and how easy and how doable it is before I promote it to people, because if it's friggin' a nightmare, like a lot of the things, like I used to do ultra clear in the day through uh, Metagenics and that was like two weeks of just drinking this sawdust, which, you know, then you got to eat like a piece of broccoli, and oh my god, broccoli right. tasted like frigging abalone or something. It tasted so good. Abalone is my favorite food, so. <laughs> do they have, do they have yeah. abalone in Lake Superior, I don't know, or Lake Michigan? You doubt it. Yeah. I, I doubt it. So. i will probably eat the fish. That was right? a, I actually had some good fish out of Lake so I had some white fish. I had it two nights at that one restaurant there. I ate by myself. I got blown off by James Chestnut and Baxter, so. Man. Yeah. Man, I could have just hung out awesome. with you, and I could have just done some prove it ketogenic. We could have just had a ketogenic party.
1: Well, that's why I had all of the keto snacks for you guys, because I know what it's like to travel and not have, like, I usually fast when I travel, just because what I like, it's so hard to find decent meals, right? right? Yeah. So. That's where I was like, let's get some good stuff for our speakers. So it was cool. And I eat
0: a lot of nuts when I travel, and I eat a lot of uh, berries just because, you know, when I go to the store, it's like, okay, I'm going to buy berries, nuts, and, you know, if you can find some of those paleo bars or the beef, not beef jerky, you know what I'm talking about. Like the
1: Epic bars. Yeah, the Epic bars.
0: I love those. I've never really bought the stuff. Jane always buys it for me. So, and you bought me some that was nice to you when I was in Michigan. So. I remember I that know, one time I was starving and you went and got me some stuff. That was very sweet of you. <laughs> I like would I never said, forget I know that. it's like when you travel Yeah, it's the worst. I mean again, I, I've kind of uh, come to the realization, especially over the past few months, that traveling is really hard as we get older. I mean, before when you're, you know, in your thirties and forties, but when you're breaching sixty it's like, dude, I would just like to stay home in my own bed and you know, I love my lifestyle I have here in California and surfing and when you're traveling, like I just did that three days in New Hampshire. It's it's tough, dude, because I got up at like eight in the morning and then I didn't get to New Hampshire until eleven thirty at night and then you get up the next day, you do your talk, and then you fly out at six o'clock in the morning, which is three thirty my time, and you get your exactly. circadian rhythms get all screwed up, your diet gets screwed up. You're not surfing for three days, and I'm not whining. I'm just saying it's just like it's a long that. way to the, to the top platform. if you want to rock and roll, girl. You know, it's like I, everybody wants to be a speaker, but it's like at the same time, it's kind of nice just staying home once in a while too. I you know. I agree. I have a trip. i was supposed to be in Puerto Rico next week, and was what?
1: There from, I was supposed to be in Puerto Rico from Wednesday to Monday next week. For Mister Burns' gig. Yeah, no, I'm not going. So now I'm like, I have six days at home and my office
0: is closed. I'm like, what am I going to do? Why are you open your office up? But I actually love You can it. open your office up, right?
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I am. We are. But, it, like, I just found out. But I'm like, at first I was like, oh my gosh, I need to go somewhere. I'm like, no, I just need to stay at home. I just need to, like, chill.
0: Well, that's the other so. thing, too. When you travel a lot, uh, your practice is going to suffer, too. I mm-hmm. mean, it's, it's pretty obvious to me because I know when I was hardcore – well, I'm still hardcore, but I mean yeah. – I wasn't traveling as much, it was just easy to crank out 600 a week, and you know, I've been struggling just to stay at 400 a week lately, and I mean, I'm at a phase in my life where it's not, it doesn't make that, it's not that big a deal to me, I do chiropractic because I love it, not because I financially have to do it, uh, which is okay. a nice place to be, But you know, when you travel a lot, it's going to, you know, there's not a lot of money in speaking. I don't know what people, why everybody wants to be a speaker. And that's like the big push right now. Because a lot of the students approach me and go, "Well, I want to be on your scale Jam stage. I go, let me tell you something. Why don't you go build a practice first? You know, that would yeah. be the smart, most probably financial uh, d- direction I can give you as far as there's a lot of money that you can make in practice. And none of us have ever done this for the money, but it's one of the just the side benefits of, Taking care and serving God's people is that God will reward exactly. you. So
1: that's my advice
0: to the young students that are graduating. It's like I know you want to be the rock star on stage, but it, I mean, like I tell people all the time, I didn't ever get into. I didn't start Cal Jam because thirty-two years ago I was thinking about being a speaker. I just got into chiropractic, and just my inner voice started to speak out. And it's been a long, long, long arduous road, and you yeah. know, it's had its lumps and bumps, but it's also had its definite high points, too, so, I'm not, but I'm just seeing that there's more and more emphasis on everybody wanting to be a speaker instead of being a practitioner, you know?
1: You know, and it's interesting you say that. I see that, too, and it is. It's, like, so much, I think, you probably get more joy fulfilled, like, in your, like, just being in your practice, taking care of people, having your hands on patients, you know what I mean? Like, seeing people and
0: seeing those changes. Right, and again, like I said, I mean, I've been doing it for 32 years. I don't mind a little Mm -hmm. diversification now, but, I I mean... I think for the students and anybody coming that's fresh out of school, focus on your practice first and once you get that down and then you got something to talk about, number two, mm-hmm. I mean, plus you got it. to me, it's like, you know, I talked with Kathy last night about the whole issue with, uh, you know, se- the sex thing. You know, I'm talking about me, male, yes. female. Yeah. And I've never picked speakers based on their sex. I just basically picked speakers that I like, okay? But... The whole thing is, it's like, the practice is where it's at, man. I mean, it's, Mm -hmm. to me, it's like, I love being in my practice, and, and, you know, I I, I struggle a lot of times when I gotta go away, and I miss people, and and people fall off because you're not there, they don't feel like you're committed to them, but whatever, but, you know, and my brother's there, which makes it very easy, I don't know why we got on this topic, so. (laughs) <laughs> Anything else you want to say in closing on uh, the Prove It product? Where do they find you if they want to find out more?
1: Oh, they can find me on Facebook. If,
0: but the easiest way if to find more information, I guess, regarding Prove It
1: would be well, Doctor Lisa. Well, wouldn't you want
0: them to contact you? I mean, you're doing yeah, yeah. So that I mean, for sure. That's but why you I had was... a booth at Cal Jam. I mean, you weren't there to sell just Prove It for somebody else. So I mean, <laughs>
1: right. Yeah, and we have, like, a lot of naturopaths on our team and chiropractors, and we just have a lot of holistic people. It's really awesome um, to see. There's some people, it's, you know, I don't muscle test in my practice. I don't know if you muscle test, but i got a lot of naturopaths that are muscle testing, and they see really interesting stuff, so it's pretty cool um, just to see. So they can contact me directly on Facebook or, or,
0: yeah. Okay, what if they don't do Facebook? they don't do Facebook, go to drlisa.experienceketo.com. Okay, so say that one more time really slow for the hearing impaired. Okay. okay. Dr. Dr. Lisa, is that D R L I S A? Yes. Dot experience Keto. Experience Keto. So dot O.com. Perfect. That was better. Yep. Okay. All right. So I'm going to sign off with you because I got to get into the office and uh, work on the practice right now and um, save the world. Awesome. You Uh, would do that. Thanks for taking time out of your day. Uh, Find out what your source of the ketones is for me, though. That's what I would like to know. I want to make sure we're not making it out of like uh, yoga mats, like Subway, okay? Okay, sounds good. (laughs) Love you. All right, bye. Signing off. This is the greatest
1: chiropractic event on the planet.
0: (laughs) First impressions are everything. And When you walk in, you see the crowd, you see the stage set up, you hear the band. The camaraderie was incredible, impressive, and I really felt like I was connected with my community. I've been to 9 out of 10 cow jams. The energy was through the roof, the most electric cow jam I've ever been to.